0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Mindful Being podcast with Mariah Catalan and today I also have Mindful Nessa or Vanessa on the podcast. I'm so excited to share this conversation with you. It was really fun and she's got some really great insights for all of us. Um, I definitely learned some things and I hope you will too. So a little bit about Vanessa. She has her master's in mathematics, and she was a STEM PhD researcher before she found her way into this mindful life. Um, it all started when she decided to get sober, um, and then she kind of found her way into this mindful um, Style of living. We talk a little bit about it on the episode. Um, she's a certified meditation mindfulness teacher. She has um, a couple pages on Twitter. She's the Mindful Instagram. The Mind the Mindful And, um, she's got some really fun reels that she posts that, um, really connect well, but are so fun and interesting. So definitely give her a follow, um, especially on Instagrams where I've connected with her the most. Um, and yeah, we just have a really awesome conversation. She does coaching. She does meditations. Um, you can check her out on YouTube as well for her meditations that she does. Also on her website, she has a mindfulness quiz. She's got a 30-day journal prompt. If you like to get into journaling, it's a great way to get started. Um, She has coaching sessions, as I mentioned, and um, there's just some really cool stuff, and I hope that you check her out. But without any further ado, let's jump into the episode. I hope you all enjoy as much as I did. Hello, Vanessa, and welcome to the Mindful Being podcast. I'm so grateful for having you here today. I'm excited to share your business and um, your wisdom with our listeners today. Um, How long, just to get started, what kind of brought you into this mindful process, into living more of a mindful life? Kind of just tell us your story, if you don't mind. Okay, thank you. So hi, Mariah. Hi, everyone who's listening.
1: I'm so grateful for you to have me on your podcast. Um, I love your work and I love what you do. Um, So my story, in short, um, it all started with when I started questioning my drinking. I was your average gray area drinker, I'd say, and I was just questioning that uh, my relationship with alcohol and just my life choices. And so I decided to try sobriety for a little while and when this escape that alcohol offered was gone and was out of the way, a lot of unresolved issues started rising back up. Those same issues I was trying to avoid or numb. And the more I went inward, and the more I saw just how far away I was from my truth. And I needed a new, healthier way to just deal with all of this. And that's how I started actually meditating, journaling, doing yoga, and just taking better care of myself. And also what I realized along the way, that I didn't actually know how to love and take care of myself, which I assume a lot of people can relate to.
0: Yes, and absolutely.
1: So, as it, yeah, so as I started getting better and just more aligned with my truth and just more aware, I realized that I wanted to share this experience with others too. And that's how I actually came about becoming a meditation mindfulness teacher. Just because this experience offered so much to me and gave so much to me, I wish to do the same thing for others too.
0: That's awesome. Um, As you were going down, like I I definitely see how those things, like one thing will lead to another. So kind of having the numbing um, agent go away from alcohol, not having that in your life anymore. um, I think that it's like a clear path, but I'm just curious, like who kind of brought you specifically to these Um, methods? Did you have anybody that was like inspiring you? Did you start following people like on social media? Or kind of what was the inspiration specifically to choose like this mindfulness technique? Mm.
1: Gosh, I I don't even know how to pinpoint uh, which moment started it all. But I guess it would be definitely social media. Um, I felt very alone when I first started questioning all of this gray area drinking and just like how I was going about my life. I felt very alone in it. And um, I found a lot of inspiration online, just for Mm -hmm. like support. I received so much amazing support from the recovery and healing community on Twitter and Instagram as well. Um, That's where we found each other also. Yes, yes. Um, So yeah, this kind of support and accountability was just uh, amazing. And I'm sure that anybody who is listening also might struggle with finding that support, especially if you always lived in a kind of way that was more like surviving and just getting by. Um, You're probably surrounded more like with people like that also. So it tends to get lonely. So because we are social creatures and going through this healing journey, journey back to yourself, uh, finding yourself. And this is what mindfulness offers to you actually. And doing all of that on your own can be is extremely hard, maybe even impossible, I'd say.
0: Yeah.
1: So my my first advice here would be definitely find support, reach out. There are these amazing communities. You can contact me, connect with others, contact Mariah, and just connect and share your experience. There are so many of us uh, that are just trying to figure this life out and doing our best. And when we see someone that is also trying to heal and thrive, we are just happy to have another person on board. Um, so that's the community part, I guess. Yeah. Um, the the real person life. So it's not like i was completely alone. Um, I did have real life uh, support. So here's uh, a moment where I would like to just give a big warm thank you to my partner (laughs) although i do believe everyone should follow their own path their own purpose and just strive to live their authentic life no matter who does or doesn't support you having someone on my team just cheering me on and giving me unconditional support and love made a lot of big decisions a lot of easier a lot easier like quitting my phd position which you probably uh read somewhere yes i saw that in your bio yeah so just quitting my phd position which was um kind of like a big thing among my family and just starting a meditation mindfulness business from scratch and um someone says it's bold someone says it's crazy but leave that to them so yeah I still think of myself as an independent badass but I'm just immensely grateful for him for making it easier just more fun and a little less lonely I guess
0: absolutely that's awesome to have somebody there supporting you along the way it just is like it's not replaceable that's something that's just really important Um, my husband, he's not really into mindfulness himself, but, um, he's always been really supportive of it along the way when I wanted to do my yoga teacher training and all of that, he just kind of was really supportive and has come to a few of my classes, even though he like does not like yoga or hot yoga, (laughs) like he's just, (laughs) he's been really supportive along the way. And I, I agree. I feel the same way that I couldn't do have done this without his support, um, but I also view myself as an independent badass, like you said. <laughs> um, because, you know, we're the ones that are doing the work. And as you have support throughout the process, um, they, it's really, like you said, it's really helpful and it's really um a great place to be able to lean on people but at the end of the day we are the ones doing the work on ourselves and doing all putting the time in and um saying no to the drink or saying no to the thing that in in your life is your um agent that helps you numb everything absolutely um yeah. Um, so, as you got into mindfulness, what were some of your favorite techniques, maybe to start, and then maybe some of your favorite ones now?
1: Um, well, when I just started out, I think um, I think I was uh, it was a combination of yoga and meditation. But as a meditation teacher now, I would definitely, firstly and like uh, foremostly, go with meditation. <laughs> Uh, Just because it is this simple practice of intentionally over and over again bringing your awareness back to your point of focus. Also with kindness and non-judgment, a very important part, which a lot of us struggle with. And just this simple practice is so powerful because we realize just how easily we get distracted and how easily we just go over into a spiral and just disappear away from the present moment and this is why i love meditation because it teaches us concentration brings more just more clarity to your life uh equanimity which is a big buzzword but also kind of an important one um just compassion and joy for yourself but for others too because in order to have compassion for others you are supposed to have compassion for yourself and Mm -hmm joy and happiness, uh, should not greatly rely on the circumstances that your life is currently in because circumstances, circumstances change and things are now good. They sometimes are bad, but, um, where you get your joy from should be somewhere with you constantly, no matter what happens. Now that is easily to, that is easy to say because, um, from this point, like, But if something bad actually happens, of course, you're allowed to feel sad, to be hurt or angry or whatever, but you always have this tool to bring you back to where you need to be in this moment. Uh, Besides meditation, there are some other activities I also very much enjoy. Um, Those are journaling and yoga. So journaling is my big favorite thing to do in the morning. First thing before meditation, just to get all of my thoughts out and <laughs> clear the space for some mindfulness and yoga, obviously, because just gets the body going and it's just easier to connect the mind with the body. Uh, another point I also like to talk about, which I think uh, sometimes uh, gets a bit discredited, and that's just finding ways to incorporate mindfulness into your daily activities. It's a bit less formal than meditation or yoga, but it's just as valuable in my opinion. So just whatever makes sense throughout today to do just like 1% more mindfully and you're already already getting there. You're being in the moment. So those activities would be taking a shower and just being aware of the water on your skin, the temperature that is when you put on the soap, how it feels brushing your teeth, how does the brushing feel on your gums and just activities like that, just try to be more, I try to be more mindful with those as well, not just the more formal practices like meditation or yoga.
0: Yeah, I love that as an idea, because I think specifically this, this podcast, what I'm trying to talk about is of course the mindfulness of course the yoga like all of this stuff but what does it look like in real life when we are not sitting in meditation when we're not at a yoga studio on our mat because those those times um we tend to be like the best version of ourselves the most mindful version but how do we carry that over like off of your mat and into the spaces that you know Are difficult. And so I think those ideas are really good because as you increase those tiny moments throughout your day, maybe it's like as you're driving, you start to pay a little bit more attention to the things that you see, or, you know, all of those tiny little moments that you add into the day can help you continue that. And so when you are faced with challenging moments or, you know, that coworker that drives you crazy or something, (laughs) you have that like tool to tap into that you've been doing all day long. And you're like used to having it there of like, okay, take your breath or, you know, that kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. I love those little tips and tricks of like the shower and stuff, because it really helps, I think, integrate the mindfulness and the meditation into like real life.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also what I really like, what a lot of meditators point out, and I couldn't agree more that you don't meditate or do yoga or st- those mindful activities to improve that mindful activity. You don't meditate to be better at meditation. You meditate to be better at life. Right. And that is just the ugh, that quote. I mean, <laughs> so much power in that one. And so just so true because some days meditation will feel um, like a struggle. And you still get there, you still sit on that cushion and do your practice. And because you're not just trying to be a better meditator, you're trying to be a better
0: person and just do life. (laughs) And that's the goal. Yes, definitely. Um, My next question that I have is like, when, you know, kind of life things happen, we're thrown off of our regular routine, um, or, you know, you kind of find yourself in a circumstance where maybe you're a little bit more down, depressed, or um, you just lose motivation to keep up with the meditation, keep up with the yoga. Um, What what like things do you have advice for those times when it's kind of hard to stay with this? Yeah, that's a great point, actually, because
1: it's easy to be mindful when everything is just going smoothly and perfectly but what does what do you do when life happens that's that's the most important part so a couple of things i would like to mention here um the first thing is probably the hardest one and that's uh, to take it easy Uh, this might be a struggle at first and sometimes for me it still is but i'm acknowledging to myself that i do not have to be on all the time we all put this pressure. I myself, um, you probably could relate that because I am a meditation teacher and like mindfulness guru, that I should be this uh, mindful all the time, one hundred percent on person. But I'm not. I also have days where things just get in a way, and I just don't don't have the capacity to be as on as I think I should be. And what I do here is just uh, acknowledge that those one or two or five uh, less mindful days won't ruin the work I have been doing for the last year and more. Some days are harder and that's just it. That's just what it is. Life is hectic and I try to accept that. I try to accept all parts of myself and so that includes the less mindful part of myself. Another important point here is that I always, in the background, try to remind myself of my why. So why does meditation, journaling, yoga really help me? How has it helped me so far? And how is it helping me every day? So I always try to read some new book um, or an article or listen to a podcast just like this one. Just to remind myself and always like up my motivation game. Um, interact with others and their experiences and how mindfulness helped them um i see this like there is a little procrastinator inside of me that is always like upping her game and trying Mm -hmm. to make me do mindless (laughs) more mindless things so i have to up my motivation game as well and just always keeping it um always keeping the growth uh going and the last thing i think um which is kind of maybe ironic to um, when you're feeling like less mindful to fight it with more mindfulness but bear with me i'll just try to explain what Mm -hmm. i mean by it so when i feel the resistance to be mindful or to meditate or journal or just to do any kind of self-care um i try to investigate for a little while why that is so this these moments don't just pop up there is usually something that led to those moments so maybe of I was overworked or uh, just overwhelmed by something, or just need something, just some time off. And this is what I tried to understand, what that was. And in those moments, I indulge in what my body and mind are currently asking me to do, and that is just rest, relax and rest and give it what it needs. Um, I allow myself to postpone that formal mindfulness activity, which is getting on the cushion or getting on the mat and just do it a little bit later. Because what I realized um, is forcing it will only teach my brain that this is something we don't like and we want to avoid. But once I pause, recharge and just get back to it, um, then I'm saying to my brain that, hey, we actually like this activity, let's keep it going. Um, So to sum it up, um, show yourself compassion, understanding and acceptance. Yeah,
0: that's that's pretty much it. That's amazing. That is definitely something I will take with me from this, um, because the idea of training your brain in that way, I think that's something that is really important to to consider. Is like when you're forcing yourself to do something. Um, I also have that little um, procrastinator in me too that <laughs> likes to push it off, especially when I'm feeling lazy or like overworked or something. It makes it like I it's like the little voice. Like I have one voice that's telling me like, you need to do this. It's going to help you. You, you know, this, and it's like judging me for not doing my mindfulness. And then the other voice is like, turn on the TV. Don't pay attention to that voice and just like relax and don't do anything. And so it's like me, the observer having to slow down and be like, okay, which of these voices am I listening to? Or am I listening to myself? And, Um, that I just definitely will take that tip with me of, of not forcing it at a time that I'm not, my brain's not feeling like it wants to participate because, um, I think you're completely right there that we're going to be training our brains to do something that like, this is something that you don't like to do. And so then it's something like a chore or something you are forcing. Mm -hmm. So I love giving yourself that time to whatever you need to do, and then come back to it when you are in the space. And also that idea of just reminding yourself why you do it. Um, I actually have a couple like journaling notes. I have a couple of voice recordings. Like I have one that's labeled like, it's something like for when you forget that the work is worth it or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I have this like recording I I said to myself that I can listen to about how much change has this has brought to me and how important the work is um and so i love having that accessible for those times when i don't feel like i can do it or want to do it but yeah thank you so much for sharing that thank you (laughs) um so my next question is about epiphanies or aha moments as um Mm. oprah says Um, do you have, have you had any of those kind of things happen lately through meditation or just mindfulness and, um, what brought it on?
1: Oh, I have a great one for you. (laughs) Okay. Are you ready? Yes. (laughs) So realizing that we are all mirrors to those that observe us. Oh, this, Wow. I'll try to explain this through an example, if that's okay. So I have noticed for the last couple of months, especially, but before that also, for the last couple of months, um, I noticed I have been, I'm triggering to some, for some people, triggering reactions like get a real job or you're throwing your valuable diploma away for a hobby or the famous one, you're supposed to focus on family. When will you have kids? I am 28, yeah. so the clock is ticking. Yeah, what are I'm, you
0: doing? <laughs> I'm 29 um, also, so.
1: Yeah. yeah. and like. You know, you can you can imagine the the, the typical the typical comments, but they they're not just comments; they cause a reaction in yes. in those people. And what I am now aware is that because we are all acting as mirrors, and I am creating a reaction with the traits that I now finally wear so proudly and honestly, that they might have suppressed, abandoned, forgotten. They have. So me living in alignment with myself and letting that be whatever it is, whatever it needs to be, is triggering because they aren't in touch with who they are. Because there was a time in their life someone had shamed them or punished them for being themselves, ridiculed their dream, which made them shut down that part of themselves. And so they learned how to pretend in order to, well, what we all do, survive and please. And this is that aha moment for me because I no longer view reactivity in others as being intentionally hurtful. Although it is easy to perceive it that way because their hurt made them blind to the parts of themselves that I'm now triggering. And their defense mechanism is like lighting up like crazy. And they're just trying to survive in this world, and this is their best at the moment. And to anyone listening, if this is you, this was me definitely before. This is me probably for some other traits still. I'm still also learning bits about me. But I just want to know, I just want to tell you um, that whoever you are and whatever the trait is, you're not accepting about yourself. I see you, I feel that. I just love you and i'm sending you so much love right now it's so hard to accept your whole self it's so hard to accept all parts of yourself the the angry part the hurtful part the sad part the shame part just all of it but you are a whole person so yeah that's
0: it (laughs) that's that's beautiful i love that um it's so hard i think i've i've like briefly had that realization from time to time with specific examples, like when I know somebody well enough to be like, oh yeah, like this in me is triggering this in you, like that kind of thing. I've seen it happen, Mm -hmm. but I, I think it's kind of hard to, in some ways, accept what you're saying. I know it's true, but it's hard to like apply it, you know, to life when people Mm. have those, those moments, because Um, Right now, me and my husband are actually trying to conceive and it's taken longer than we have kind of expected. I don't know. It just kind of wasn't something that we were thinking would take a while. And so many people in our life, like they really want it to happen. They're so looking forward to having our child in their life. And so it's brought a lot of things up through conversations that like, they are wanting it to happen and they don't necessarily understand the Mm -hmm. the process the time what we are going through on our side of things and i think that that's something that's really hard for me as to all the comments from that right now is that people are in those
1: moments you just sorry you just it stops being about you it starts being about them and just whatever it is they are in the processing in the background and you want to be accepting but also you're
0: dealing with your own stuff so yeah i get it totally yeah that's the hard thing right now is is recognizing and i heard somebody recently uh god who it was gabrielle union she talks about because she goes through um a lot of infertility stuff for years and years and she ended up using a surrogate and so she was she expressed because she went through this for so many years and she expressed this thing that i thought was so beautiful is that um people love you and your love so much that they want to see it multiply. And that's why they so desperately want you to have a child. And just for somebody to have that, after going through so many years of people asking questions, prying, being a part of her like private life, she still had that perspective. I thought it's really great um and I, I just love that idea that like we are holding up mirrors and so instead of taking everything so personally maybe there's something to learn about the person absolutely um, maybe there's something that like we can help heal or or just accept like not let it hurt us in that way, you know, at the, the very least, it's like, even if you're not participating and helping them through whatever they're going through, at least you can recognize that like their strong emotions aren't necessarily due to you. They they're doing dealing with their own stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for that. Um, I feel <laughs> like I just had a co- coaching session with you today. Yeah. <laughs> um, but do you have any mindfulness advice for the listeners, like like maybe time of day that's good or um, something like that? That's just really helpful for, um, you know, day to day life.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, I love advices. So you'll have to stop me <laughs> at some <laughs> no, point. Love to have um, all of the advice. is great. <laughs> so uh, firstly, and this one uh, refers to your question about time of day. Um, my first advice would be don't give up on your first try and experiment for a little while. uh if we're talking about time of day, um, everyone has their own when is the best for them to meditate. So when I first started I was always meditating in the morning. I now do mornings and evenings before bedtime because it's just the most one the beautiful way to just drift off to sleep to, Uh, relax. Um, But you know some people like to do it in the morning because it's a great way to start their day. Some people uh, like my partner are very sleepy in the morning so it's particularly hard for them to meditate. They enjoy evenings maybe or they're just in a rush in the morning so prefer evenings or even afternoons like after job and You want to make that clean break between um, relaxing in the afternoon and maybe working in the morning so you take an afternoon break and just meditate to just you know collect all your thoughts but whatever it is just experiment there is no one right way to do mindfulness find what works for you and once you find it stick to that Um, whoever tells you you're not doing it right um you know that's their thing (laughs) maybe so maybe like you prefer uh more movement some people don't like to sit still for so long so you'll choose yoga or mindful walking or maybe you do enjoy the stillness um for me it is much easier to meditate when i'm sitting still when there is no stimuli of any kind so no audio or um sensory so i close my eyes and just no movement at all Uh, Maybe you also want to express yourself, so you'll grab a journal and just write it all out. Um, Find one that works for you and build up from there. So this is another important thing. um, is to go easy on yourself and be realistic. You don't have to adopt ten new healthy habits in one week. A lot of us do this once you like decide, okay, today I'm doing it all. I'm starting with meditation, then journaling, then I'll go for a run, then I'll do some yoga and so on. Um, start with one. (laughs) Otherwise, you'll just shock your system, which actually prefers the things it already knows. 10 new activities, it doesn't know it. And you'll just shock it and it will make you drop everything. So maybe all you can do at this moment is just five minutes of mindfully drinking your coffee, your tea in the morning, The important thing is you're showing up for yourself daily in those five minutes and you're doing it right. You're already doing something mindfully each day. One more advice would be, this is my favorite one, and the one that a lot of people in the beginning forget, and that is find joy in the activities that you start with. Teach the mind that this is something you enjoy and it will want you to do it more often, the the point we did um, touch base before. Um, find excitement in the little things so maybe that's that smell of coffee or tea or brewing yourself in the morning that you'll drink mindfully and just be cheerful how the smell is just amazing or uh, when you're taking a shower just how the water feels and just enjoy and soak it up Um, maybe this will feel cringy or weird in the the beginning but just fake it at first if it's necessary that's also fine The, the brain actually doesn't know that much (laughs) so it's okay with you faking it and with time you will actually start to enjoy it doing things with joy and just excitement makes uh, building habits a lot easier for example you can also with yoga or meditation after you do yoga for example you can make uh, yourself a breakfast or if it's in the evening a dinner or something like that or with meditation i used to do I would uh, meditate and then i would make myself a cup of coffee or matcha or tea or whatever and that will be like my little reward for mm-hmm. doing the practice and that's also very important rewards in the habit buildings are like the um core
0: yeah i love that uh, idea because um i'm i'm a preschool teacher that's what i do for like my my daily job and so i have a lot of um training in like, you know, behavior therapy and things like that. And so I love that idea that like, cause you know, it's not just for kids. Like we're as adults, we have to train ourselves to do the habits. And I love that, like finding something even just as little as like a yummy meal that you like to eat or something that you like to drink and like having that be an incentive to help train your brain that that's something that you like. And I expect eventually you don't have to do it as all, as often that that's not something like you'd mm-hmm. have to do every single time. But I love that for starting out. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, you start doing it for the reward, but afterwards you just do it for the habit itself.
0: Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, well, lastly, I'd like to hear about um, your mindfulness uh, Instagram and your website and your business. Um, what would you like to tell us about what you're doing right now with it? And um, yeah, we just love to hear about it. Okay, thank you. So uh,
1: business promotion ahead. Uh, I'll keep it short mm-hmm. and quick. Um, so core of my business and my drive, which you probably could have picked up uh, along this conversation, is uh, to just work with others to help them befriend their mind. I love this sentence, befriend mm-hmm. your mind and improve their well-being. So there's a couple of ways I do that, all of which are live and online. So we can do it basically wherever you are. Um, I offer one-on-one sessions, so private uh, coaching sessions, which are tailored uh, specifically to your needs. Here I help you understand how to build systems, uh, some of which we mentioned here, so habit building and stuff like that. So build systems that align perfectly with your core values, intrinsic goals, and just motivations. I help you also adopt a meditation mindset and what does it mean having a meditation mindset so this offers you a new perspective and attitude in dealing with adversity as well as learning to be fully in the moment and savor positive experiences sometimes we focus on when we deal with life we focus on not being so bummed out about negative experiences but we forget that we can also learn to savor the more positive ones as well so not just um, have more mild reactions to the bad things, but also have more excitement and joy in the good ones as well. And lastly, I guide you um, how to live more mindfully, which is the, um, the goal. Thing. Yeah, yeah, the, the goal, goal. Thank here. you. Yeah. <laughs> of this talk as well. Uh, which will help you just rediscover your authentic self, your inner, that inner voice of truth, guidance that um, is trying to come back and live with more confidence and fulfillment. Besides the one-on-one coaching sessions, I also have group sessions. Um, Those are more about just meditations and interactions and um, talking about experiences and connecting with other meditators, which is part of that community building that I think is very important when you're starting out um, on your mindfulness journey. Those sessions are completely free and they're available for everyone. So please join me, Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll chat and you'll have the best time. Um, And besides the classes, I also have some digital goodies. Um, I'm working on something new currently, but I also have an e-journal, like an e-book. So for anyone looking to start journaling but not sure how or where, I would recommend it, it's like a 30-day journaling challenge, a guided journey from self-discovery to uh, ultimately self-love. Days build up on each other and the journal prompts are formed in a way to help you understand your inner world better. And that's about it. So I'm always sharing something new with my community, Um, so be sure to follow me if you're Even a little bit into mindfulness or mindfulness curious or meditation curious. Um, We always have something new. So uh, we actually have a mindfulness challenge in February where uh, each day we'll get this little challenge to do, like taking a mindful shower or um, calling someone just to check up on them and just little acts of kindness like that. Um, So yeah, Mariah, I also hope you'll join the challenge. (laughs) And that's about it.
0: That's awesome. I love that you're doing it in February because so many people are doing everything in January, starting New Year, like new me, this whole thing. I love um the support continuing into the next month as we're like trying to maybe change some habits um, to be a little bit more authentic selves. Um, I love that. So thank you so much. Um definitely check out your website is mindfulnessa.com and on Instagram, you are mindfulnessa. Um, is there any other platforms that you're on as well? Yeah, so uh, Instagram and
1: Twitter are uh, the Mindfulnessa, because Mindfulnessa was already taken. <laughs> okay, so it's <laughs> so the <it's>... mindfulness. <laughs> but I-, I think you'll find me. Um, I have a YouTube channel, which uh, was uh, initially created as a support for those that are already attending my one-on-one sessions, just to have like beside the sessions to have somewhere to go to and listen to meditations on the days we don't have sessions, but they're open to any, everyone and they're completely free. And I try to create a new meditation each week. I don't always do that, but I'm trying to build that habit. So
0: <laughs> Awesome. Well, I love this conversation. It was so nice. Thank you so much for taking your time for us today, for me and the listeners. Um, And I've appreciated the conversation, your insights, all of it. So thank you so much.
1: Sure. Thank you for having me. I'd love to come back. So
0: (laughs) Awesome. Okay. We'll definitely have to set that up.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much. Mm